most of page 10 so um the topics touched on I mean there again a lot of deep topics um the Aina talks about the mother and father and her upbringing like how how she learned or noticed that they had gifts that they never really fully tried to take to another level um, and instead kind of worked just to be able to get the family by but there are all these other gifts and skills that they had musically creatively that um, she never saw her parents kind of like branch out to try to um, use those gifts and then kind of goes into this topic of you know sitting alone with yourself learning who you are as an individual and um you know um and that kind of thing so um I think that's kind of like a a pretty powerful message though because I feel like there is this, like, I was kind of raised in a different sort of an environment, uh, with tons of opportunity around me. Like, I know that I was, like, you know, when I look around and I kind of see, like, not like a comparison, but I kind of see, like, household upbringing kind of messages that I, that I got compared to, like, what other people I know may have gotten like it's just a cultural thing you know with African families you're often very much you know uh, taught to learn to be pretty self-sufficient you know how to do chores around the house outside the house Um, you know how to do things like find work get work keep work go to school get the grades um, find help if you need help you know, tutoring, that kind of thing, um, and, you know, I was always, you know, around the family who tried to give the best access to education, whether it was public school, private school, um, you know, my job was to be a student, you know, be a good daughter, you know, a good example as the firstborn, and be a good student. Now, it didn't necessarily mean completely getting straight A's, even though it did mean, you know, get straight A's, but I was never really a straight A student. But, you know, um, mostly because I don't think I really learned how to study, which is, it might sound stupid, but, you know, I kind of never learned how to study till I was a little bit older, probably around like eighth grade or so, seventh grade, I finally realize that you know it helps me to go home review the lesson that I'm going to be learning in class the next day 
And the first time I remember doing that was when we were doing, like, I don't remember what it was called. Like, when you do the multiplication kind of in, is it factorial? Not factorial. I don't know the name of it. When it has, like, two sets of parentheses and you're making, like, like you kind of use it in um, parabola graphing. Um, I don't know the name of it, though. But it was, like, an Algebra 2 or Algebra 1 type of a topic. And... You know, I always knew I was smart and had, like, the aptitude and ability to, like, sit with work and, like, study things. Um, Because I can sit and study the most, things that people would find the most boring. Um, I mean, I really do get a lot out of studying almost more than just, like, consuming entertainment, like, videos and stuff like that. Like, I really like to read and learn and, like, like problem solve and like think about like oh like what about this idea and like delve into some historical topic and like figure out all the weird conspiracies and like oh like people come from this angle or that angle and why might they be you know pushing this idea when it doesn't seem like it's fully accurate and stuff like that like I like to just break things down and feel like I'm learning um about something in depth even if it doesn't really matter to my day-to-day life or whatever, like, um, like something I've been studying lately is like Nazarite vows. It has no bearing on my life whatsoever. Um, I'm not trying to become a Nazarite, um, but it's basically like a, a vow in Judaism. And I guess Christians can do it too, but it's basically like this vow in Judaism where you, um, don't consume wine or vinegar or any type of wine or vinegar or pickled types of stuff because it's vinegar. Um, you don't cut your hair um, and you don't go places where there's dead people. And it's like, there's so much to it. Like there's like the Talmud has like multiple volumes written about you know, being a Nazarite versus in the Bible, it's just like a little bit of information, um, and it's just something that fascinates me, you know, um, and there's all these details around it, and, you know, I find it very interesting and thought-provoking, you know, just the concept of, like, making a vow for, like, a spiritual reason, and, you know, just kind of trying to stick to it, Um, and just how much concentration it takes, because it was kind of weird, like, I think yesterday, um, like, I kind of got back into studying about it for the last, maybe, couple days, a little bit, um, and it was funny, I was drinking this, like, white grape juice last night, and it just kind of hit me, like, I'm not trying to become a Nazarite, but I, you know, I, I drank the grape juice, and I was like, shoot, if I was a Nazarite, I wouldn't have been able to drink this, or even, like, I think the day before I had had some stone ground mustard and ketchup with some like pieces of like hot dogs and stuff. Um, it's just, it's kind of a weird little snack that I, that I like just like, you know, like sausages and like just little cut up into pieces and just like heat it up and then just eat a little bit of it, you know, and I don't know if ketchup has vinegar, but I know mustard does. And 
you know, I was thinking about it and I was just like, wow, like just without even thinking of it in the last couple days, I've already eaten things that, you know, if I were, if I had taken like a Nazarite vow, I wouldn't have been able to eat that, you know, or consume that. And it's like, just the process of like checking on what you eat and like learning about it and like you know I think when I first started studying the concept I I had eaten the what did I eat I think I ate like Subway or I think it was Subway or some kind of like sub type sandwich and I remember it had pickles on it and mustard and pepperoncinis and I was just like man all this stuff has like vinegar you know and it, you know, I like, I'm, I'm, you know, that's just the kind of stuff I, I like to think about. Like, I like to kind of think about things, think about applied types of lifestyles. I mean, I'm not planning on doing it, but, you know, whenever there's something kind of cultural like that, you know, it might pique my interest and I might be like, huh, what would it be like to live a life like this or to live a period of time like this, you know? under some kind of a religious vow or something like that like um it would be different it would be interesting um but I'm really into that kind of stuff you know I always have been and you know it kind of does it especially in my youth it was definitely something that distracted me from schoolwork. um I was into music and stuff and you know, learning music, and, uh, I mean, I went back and forth with, like, sheet music, like, I could learn it fast if I actually sat and, like, studied, it would usually take me, like, mm, like, on guitar, maybe, like, a week to relearn sheet music, or, like, even less than a week, like, I could do, I think I know the top two strings, or at least the top one string, uh, of notes, and then after that, it, it's hard for me to kind of sight read, um, but I did grow up playing piano for, I don't know how many years I played, I want to say three years, I took lessons for a while, I think I got to the second or third book, uh, but I don't remember what happened, I think something happened where my folks stopped paying the piano teacher on time and she just kind of stopped showing up for my lessons on the school campus so I would like leave class at a certain time and you know uh, go to the lessons and you know nobody told me it was canceled you know um and I remember my dad had got this like old piano from the church like one of the churches was like giving it away like it was old like the keys were like some of the key the the you know uh pieces to the tops of the keys were like I've talked about this before they were like taken off and so the tops were like exposed and it was kind of like sticky at parts and then my sister was really like a baby and she had taken pennies and stuff and stuck them in between some of the keys so like it wasn't like a perfectly working piano but I mean it worked enough to practice on it um, and then later on, well, around that time, uh, when, you know, eventually I think my dad destroyed the piano, <laughs> I remember he took an axe or like a sledgehammer or something to it 
and I remember him, like, even though it was, I don't think he did it out of anger, but even though it was, um, not really working, I still liked having it in the living room, and I remember he just, like, he just, like, destroyed it so he could, like, break it up into pieces and, like, get it thrown out, you know, um, and I was just like, damn, like, (laughs) you know, um, and, you know, I was still interested in playing piano. Um, so that's when I got this keyboard, this Yamaha. Uh, is like PSR or PRS 520. Um, in like the 90s. <laughs> I think it's from like 1998 or something like that. It's it's old. Um, Pre-Y2K. <laughs> so I had it. Um, like for a pretty long time, I still have it now. Um, and you know, I had this little beginner's guitar. I can't remember what I got first, if I got the guitar first or if I got the keyboard first. I feel like I got the guitar first, but I didn't really start learning to play guitar till like eighth grade. Uh, but I had been playing piano in like maybe third, fourth, fifth grade, or fourth, fifth grade, something like that, um, so yeah, um, but it was, it was an interesting thing, just kind of being like, you know, I never really felt too limited by stuff, like, I remember there was stuff I had interest in that I, you know, my folks didn't want to pay for, like, karate lessons, and, like, you know, I was, like, really into martial arts, that was something I never really formally got into, I kind of more informally got into it, because, you know, you could get library books back then, and me and my friends used to, like, learn the, like, stances and stuff, and do the warm-ups, we did the warm-ups during recess, and then we weren't allowed to play fight, and so what we would do is we would kind of stand side by side, and like learn uh, the like kicks and punches and blocks and stuff and just practice it together. But then my um, friend, uh, whatever you wanna call him, like this one guy I knew, he would always tease us and be like, oh, you can't learn from a book. Like you guys are trying to learn from a book. And I'm just like, he took, like basically I remember telling him about this Kung Fu Sansu class that was like 20 bucks a month. And he took the flyer to his mom and he ended up joining the class. And it was like three, four blocks from our house. I remember I used to see it all the time. And I remember getting a flyer for myself and one for him. And I thought my parents were going to let me join. And then they didn't. And he got to join. And I remember asking him to like teach me. And then he tried to teach me like one kind of like, it was kind of like a hammer, kind of like, a hammer down kind of movement um and he tried to teach it to me and I was trying to learn but I think I was a little you know how it is like somebody teaches you something and you kind of like giggle because it's weird so I did that like once when he was trying to teach it to me and he was like oh I'm not going to teach you anymore because you're laughing and I'm like okay okay like I won't you know and he really liked to just get under people's skin so he never really finished teaching me anything 
um, and he was kind of a jerk. Honestly, he was kind of a, one of those kids that was kind of like a jerk, you know, um, growing up. But, um, yeah, I remember that, like trying to learn from him and he didn't want to teach me. And I remember having another friend who was in Taekwondo and she went up to either purple or brown belt and I would kind of ask her questions and I remember she could do like pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, like a lot of them, you know, and she was good and like ranking in belts and stuff and, you know, I was, you know, I thought that was pretty cool and she was, you know, she was a friend of mine. We all used to play like you know three flags up like with the nerf football and stuff like that like we we play around on the playground a lot and stuff and so like i remember her you know we're still friends we're she we went to the afi concert together last weekend like <laughs> we still know each other and like yeah i remember she was um uh kind of like for lack of a better term like tomboyish you know um and you know she was kind of cool with like stuff like she wasn't like formally teaching me but I would ask her like oh how do you do a roundhouse or how do you do like this kind of thing or how do you do that kind of thing because I would like know about like you know horse stance or like whatever and like she would kind of like show me how to do stuff and I would kind of practice and me and my brother would try to like practice and stuff but um, we never, like, formally learned it, but we were, like, I've mentioned before, we were athletic kids. Like, we used to play outside all the time. You know, street hockey, basketball, football, not really baseball too much, but, like, catch. Um, not really tennis too much. Um, we would play with, like, badminton sets, but, like, we never really had the nets or anything. Or, like, volleyball. Like, I think volleyball, badminton, tennis baseball those were kind of what we kind of played the least um definitely played a lot of soccer um ran around at the parks you know balancing on stuff and going to the beach body surfing just a little bit of boogie boarding a lot of my friends started surfing when I was younger too um but definitely a lot of time outside like um like, when we had friends over, you know, if we were indoors, we were playing, like, up until when everybody started getting video games, I don't think we did, we, like, you know, other than, like, Pogs and, like, some kind of card games and, like, I think in junior high, I kind of got a little bit into Magic the Gathering and, like, stuff like that, but, like, I was definitely around people in environments where there was a lot of opportunity to like learn a lot of different skills be around a lot of different types of people just take in a lot of different cultures and ideas about the world and I think it kind of suited me because I you know even though I was there were still things about like maybe the household or environment I grew up in or the church and all that kind of stuff like I still saw things around me that I liked, that I gravitated towards, um, and I was able to kind of, like, be around it and, like, talk to people who were doing those kind of things, so I think, I think that was kind of nice, but, um, yeah, I don't really know, like, I'm, I'm trying to think if, um, if there's something more to what I'm trying to say here, like, 
um, like I didn't really grow up in an environment where there was like a lot of like um, like like people hiding talents and stuff like maybe they weren't like living off of it but because I grew up around church I was around a lot of talented people and then also given opportunities to like participate in stuff like if you wanted to be on stage and like speak or like do no it was church stuff like prayers or do like the welcome or like do some kind of thing like that like you you could get opportunities to get a mic in your hand and or like do music and you know be involved in sports or helping out or cooking or cleaning or like you know there was a lot of stuff you could participate in and just kind of learn how to do it you know um uh even like in high school or maybe it was early college for me like setting up like little concerts little kind of like you know um punk shows um that were approved they had to be like pre-approved by the church so it was like only christian bands and but we had a venue because we had the school with like you know the gymnasium was set up as like an auditorium too um and we didn't have to put chairs but we had the stage sound system and everything like that and we had adults in our lives that were you know willing to kind of take time out of their busy week and weekends and you know get us you know you know over time you know we would meet up like a couple times a week and like plan out what's going to happen for the snack stand what's going to happen for beverages what's going to happen for you know which band's going to play which sets at what time and who's going to break down the stage and who's going to clean up and you know who's going to push flyers and then we'd have a couple like um like uh what do you call it like like stands or booths around I remember they were giving out one was like skate shoes um I feel like they had some other ones with like stickers or something like that like um but definitely a lot of involvement in music a lot of involvement in you know like skate skating and like all kinds of stuff where you could just participate with a bunch of people it was usually pretty chaperoned so like you know if there was an event usually I'd be able to get there either through my parents or family friends and they just drop us off and come back and pick us up or whatever like it you know it was never really a big deal um I remember we would rollerblade around in the parking lot and like like there was a lot of stuff that we used to do that you know like like my parents weren't home all weekend you know they were driving us all over the freaking place like you know, like, um, and this is LA, it's not like there's no traffic, like, there's traffic, you know, so, you know, I was definitely around a lot of stuff, um, and it, I wouldn't say that it was all, like, free, but, you know, it wasn't, like, ultra expensive either, because, you know, a lot of it we didn't really have to pay, you know, we didn't have to pay, like, a lot of money, um, like, for Sports League, I don't know how much it would cost, but, um, or even, like, uh, 
winter camp, Bible camps, uh, snowboarding, ski, ski days, you know, um, you know, we had some outdoorsy teachers who took us to do beach cleanups and learn about like rock climbing and water rafting and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't really know. Um, but yeah, like, um, I definitely had um, an interesting upbringing and I think it was because I was connected to a church where, you know, the lifestyle isn't really like expected that you're going to be sitting indoors all day, every day by yourself in front of a TV. Like that just wasn't normal, you know, culturally it wasn't normal. And so we were exposed to, you know, get outside, you know, <laughs> like you had periods of time where you weren't really even supposed to be too connected to like media and this was like pre-social media so you weren't really supposed to be like online and watching tv and all that kind of stuff so we usually kind of force people to be either if they're going to be indoors they were with other people with that mindset indoors talking and you know having social interactions or they'd be outside you know um but either way it was very social like you weren't just sitting inside by yourself watching TV. Like, that was not a way that we would spend our weekends. I never spent a weekend, really, as a kid, from what I remember, just sitting inside watching TV, unless I was, like, sick, or maybe if it was, like, raining and sports were canceled or, or something like that. Like, um, maybe if it was, like, spring break. And, like, we didn't really go on vacations all the time like that. So, like, maybe, like, spring break we would stay in and, like, maybe sleep in a little. and Or even during summer we'd do that a little bit. But I remember even during summer we had to do, like, hooked on phonics. I used to hate that. That was, like, the most boring <laughs> exercises. It had these cassette tapes and, like, it would open, like, this big, like, plastic folder kind of thing with these little, like, booklets and all this kind of nonsense and you know we were you know we were you know expected to kind of like develop skills learn like we had a little bit of a schedule like we'd always have to you know get up get dressed get fed you know practice some reading practice piano uh, and then we could kind of go play outside so like you know our friends would always come over and be like hey let's go outside and you know, we were supposed to do, like, all of our little skills and stuff, and so, and my friends, you know, they had, like, reading groups they had to do, and, like, books they had to read, and, like, camps they went to and stuff, and so it was, like, you know, I was just around people that were just very involved um, in doing things, you know, um, so even though, you know, I was around people that maybe I could see were really gifted, but maybe they weren't, like, in a profession using those gifts like there was still opportunity to kind of volunteer your time with gifts um and yeah I always kind of um liked just having a lot of activities to do um and people to do them with and um 
I feel like it was a pretty unique upbringing. Um, and it did develop pretty close ties with people. Like, a lot of these people I still know from, like, childhood. You know, because we all spent so much time and energy together for years. You know, for decades. And our parents did, too. So, it was really... Um, I don't know. It's just really interesting to think about. Um, like, I was never really given messages of, like, not being able to do things. Um, but I definitely knew where my strengths and weaknesses were. Like, um, you know, yeah. And yeah, mornings have always been hard for me. Sleeping on time has always been hard for me. Um, and caffeine helps a little bit. This morning I woke up, had some C4, ate some breakfast, had a little more C4. Uh, so I'm, I'm supposed to be getting in a workout here. But uh, I don't want to go to the gym. But that's probably the easiest thing to do, would be to go to the gym today. I really don't feel like it. <laughs> But I got all this, like, C4 in my system, so I feel like I should probably go. But, I don't know. I'm, uh, hmm. I don't know. Maybe I should go to the gym. I really don't feel up to it, though. But I think I might go to the gym, uh. Like, part of me just wants to stay inside all day. But it's a really beautiful day out. Tomorrow, there's supposed to be some stupid rain. Um, yesterday, I struggled with my energy. You know, most of the day, I struggled with my energy. But, um, I think I needed some caffeine <laughs> like I think the tea caffeine just wasn't enough for me um but I don't know I'm trying to check the weather it looks like it's not good ah <sighs> looks like there's gonna be rain Sunday doesn't I can't see when but, I don't know. I'm supposed to be going to the mountains tomorrow, which is why I'm kind of obsessing over the weather. But, it looks like it's going to be sunny till about noon today. And cloudy at about 1. So, I don't know. And if I stay home, I'm not going to get a good workout. I already know that. So, I don't know. I might just get up and go to the gym. I don't like going too far past, like, 1030, because then it gets pretty crowded, but, um, I don't know. I'm pretty bored at home. I don't really want to sit around the house all day, so I might actually get up and just go. Um, 
I'm caffeinated and I'm fed, so I might as well just go to the gym, but I don't know. I didn't feel too, um, I don't know. Like, my energy's not super high right now. And I don't really feel like being around a lot of people. But I don't know. I don't want to sit around the house all day. So, yeah, I got to figure that out for my morning. And then just kind of get going with it.